All right, step four here is execute. Uh, the number one most important thing when I get interviewed and they ask, what's most important about investing? Or what's most important about having a family office? What's most important about raising capital? Uh, it's having integrity of everything, and which means integration of things, not just your morals aligning with your actions, but integrity in terms of uh, the food you eat, the media you consume, who your friends are, what you do in your free time, who you hire, what your company values are, what your logo looks like, your one-liner, your video. The more things are not in line and integrated, then the more friction there is. Everyone has had a bad person on the team who maybe was good at selling, but was just toxic you know, energy vampire on the team, right? And you just had to get them off. That's an that's a anchor and a friction. So the more integration you have and the more integrated you are with where you're trying to go and with your investor avatar, the more that they're gonna be influenced by you because they say, oh, one of the top six principles of influence is liking or similarity if you've studied the Cialdini work. And so if you have things in common with your investor avatar and you're long-term minded, they're long-term minded, you're trying to add value first, they're the type of business person who adds value first, then they're gonna see that in you and wanna work with you um, more closely. There's a medical, there's a publicly traded entity that has a medical practice investment division that we're starting to partner with. And I could tell from the way he spoke that he knew how to do business in a way that we would enjoy doing business, just like Michael at breakfast this morning. And it's in great contrast to the story about the placement agent who sent over the $500,000 investor to someone and then they said, no, we're not gonna honor that. We didn't have an agreement in place. It's like the exact opposite. And it's just that little exchange. You'd rather know upfront that somebody's like that than later. So the more integrated, the better. Uh, it's one of our core values. Uh, here are 45 different ways that you can be more integrated or less integrated. I'm not gonna read them off to you. Um, all of us have different things that we are really good at, and that is your biggest strength. When we had that slide of the Jim Collins hedgehog strategy and my three things at the top to help focus energy, um, you know, I said your biggest strength, and for each of you it's gonna be different. It might be negotiating deals, managing risk, underwriting properties, conducting due diligence, raising capital, public speaking. Um, and these slides should be in the uh, welcome email this morning in case anyone needs access to them. Um, and so for you, this list might be different, but for one of my skill sets is positioning, marketing, some people would call that business development, but trying to, I just happen to have done that for 15 years in family offices, so the byproduct is what we have today at Family Office Club. But there are 46 different things that I could easily write out that when I look at a situation, you can look at 46 different angles of that ball to optimize it and make it more round and less lumpy and less inefficient. And so integrating a project I'm working on or a uh, asset that we're acquiring, um, for example, um, on you know Airbnb, to give an example from last week, I know from back when I was running the blog, you can SEO optimize things and big tech algorithms work a lot the same, whether it's Amazon or Airbnb or something else. And so uh, 1,000 people a month look for Grand Canyon wedding. So we optimized one of our listings to rank for that in the first 24 hours online. We got one wedding reception booked and one inquiry on wedding receptions. And 1,000 people a month look for that, but 2,800 a month look for on Google, uh, Airbnb near Grand Canyon or uh, Grand Canyon Airbnb. So on the different listings, we customize the URL and nobody who has an Airbnb in the Grand Canyon, which is over 400, 500 properties, ever thought to customize your URL to the exact search of 2,800 people a month looking for exactly what they're offering. Uh, you know, there's smarter people in marketing and there's smarter people in whatever your strength is, but when you niche it down to your geographical area and your exact asset, if you play to your strength, then you can beat people at that unique game you're playing. And so that's an example uh, of us doing that um, in real time using you know business development. Same with um, 
you know, 60 people a month look for how to start a family office. So we wrote a book called How to Start a Family Office. You know, pretty simple concept, but no one else did it. So uh, then we get leads coming in via that. Your avatar is different, your sandbox is different, but that's what we encourage you to do, whether it's an article, podcast interview, um, white paper, et cetera. Uh, copywriting fundamentals, you can spend your whole life studying copywriting and still always learn more. It has nothing to do with trademarking, so get the legal term out of your mind. It's just the name that the industry has, kind of like the term family office makes all my relatives think I help people set up basement offices and they have no idea what we do really. Uh, copywriting is really the uh, sale, selling of something, of an idea to get someone to take action using words. It's just salesmanship through writing essentially uh, and make, having effective writing. And if you have a really well written subject line, your open rates can be 5, 10, 20 times greater than if you have a bad subject line in your email. Same with the name of a firm in terms of engagement, etc. So we don't have time to go deep on this. We have a whole workshop on uh, investment pitch prep where we talk about copywriting for about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, but just know that this rabbit hole goes really deep and how many people in here have read a book on copywriting in their life? One, two, three, four, five, six maybe. So six out of 50 people in the room uh, have read a book on the topic. Most of your competitors don't study this, don't read articles on it, don't zero in on it and that's why it adds value to choose your words very selectively. Um, and very carefully because it makes a huge difference, not just a small difference. And you already did all the hard work of everything in your career to get where you are now. Having bad materials, bad positioning, a bad brand, a bad structure, a bad email doesn't do justice the hard work you've done. If you have a 1990s clip art looking logo and a bad subject line, it doesn't matter. You have 22 years of experience. No one's going to ever know because they didn't open your email or your pitch deck, right? So that's the, that's the shame of not spending 0.1% at least of the money you're going to raise on your materials, right? It doesn't matter if it's with us or with somebody else. Um, we don't advertise. Um, you know, we're not, we're usually just working with clients in the family office club with pitchdecks.com because people raise their hand and say, hey, I need help implementing this. Um, let's see here. So... This, uh, one thing I want to cover real quick is that all of us use emails all the time, but because we all use it, is it the most effective medium to communicate with people? Once you have a relationship, some people prefer WhatsApp, some people prefer a text message. And uh, one thing that's really effective, instead of writing an email to someone to keep in touch, is to send a one-page newsletter to someone that's printed out and just adds pure value. It's not selling them something, it's not a postcard advertising a property or something. And uh, we send ours out in a red envelope, their family crest in the corner, and it's just one page of adding value, highlighting one of our team members, and listing out our events coming up. Um, it's not pitching anything in there. Um, and how many people in this room send uh, a newsletter once a month or quarter to their clients that's not their hedge fund performance tear sheet, but it's a newsletter adding value? One, two, three. So three people out of 50 are doing that. So imagine how many of your competitors are doing that, one or zero. And when I ask investors in a room how many people get over 100 emails a day, every single hand goes up. And when I'm in a room of 700 people and I say to the people on stage or in the room, how many of you get a value-add newsletter once a month or quarter? It's just adding value to you. It's not pitching you. It's not a hedge fund or private equity tear sheet or a pitch of a real estate deal. Uh, and we'll have you know, 15, 20 hands go up in the room out of 700 people or 500 people. Nobody's getting those and no one's taking the time to send them. So it's so much easier to say, oh, email blast. Now you're in the room with like, you're in the inbox with 800 other emails that day or 100 other. So 
this is another example of doing what others don't do can be valuable is uh, sending stuff in direct mail just to your top 300 investors. It might be a dollar per flat envelope, so it's not folded into a white envelope, and a dollar per month to drip on your top 300 investors uh, would help you convert more investors and doesn't cost you much at all and keeps you top of mind. If you're looking to acquire stem cell centers and you only are acquiring stem cell centers in the state of Texas and only ones of a certain size, you can have someone create a database of those, figure out who those 82 groups are and drip on them and connect on LinkedIn, connect on Facebook, message them, drip on them with direct mail, try to meet with them for coffee and you can work with them uh, in these ways. So when you're doing emails, uh, keep things concise, use your one-liner, attach your teaser first. You might want to also attach your pitch deck, but maybe just your teaser. Um, don't write an essay long email, make sure you have a website. Uh, some of these things we've covered already, but there's a common saying in copywriting that uh, I'm sorry I wrote you so much I didn't have time to make it more concise. Like it's a form of laziness to just spill out everything possible about what you're doing uh, in one email versus conditioning it down and saying, well, based on the research, I think I could help you in this way and it's not even about you. Or this is what we do and it's so crystal clear and unique they lean forward and want to learn more. But the best evolved is you know them so well that you know how to add value to them first because they fit one of your three to five templates of how you add value to other people using your biggest strength. Uh, and then you lead with your crystal clear one-liner. Um, this is just for reference. I'm not going to go over it today. It's just uh, some core fundamental pieces of marketing materials you'd want to have when raising capital.